Hello and welcome to the uh, 18th episode of the IMO podcast. That's right, I don't get this wrong again when compared to uh, last episode when my guest Alfie uh, knew what the right episode was. Hey guys, I'm your host, Yusuf Musa. Welcome to the IMO podcast. This episode is a solo one uh, because, you know, I just want to reflect with myself. I miss, I miss the solo thing. Maybe maybe it's either that or um, or just I miss the attention. But I really enjoy those two episodes with, with Jay, my friend Jay, and my friend Alfie. Oh my god, those are two great episodes. Subjects we spoke about. Many, many people, including my best friend uh, Kieran, went ahead and mentioned uh, that one of the episodes was his favorite. I'm not going to tell you which one it was. But the Alfie one was two hours. I think that was a record-breaking one. Really enjoyed that. The J one was great uh, as well. Really enjoyed that. It's just fun sharing. It makes... Here's the thing about the guest thing. It makes the podcasting a hell of a lot easier. And I don't know if that takes away the fun of it or... Or it just... Uh, I don't know. Is that cheating if I have a guest on? But then again, listening is a skill. And I don't know if my listening skill was great. The episode was great. I'm not going to lie. Um... Apart from the audio clipping from the that episode, I had this my first Zoom and it recorded the utter shite. Should have recorded myself independently. I should have made him record himself independently, and then we just use the audio and synergize, connect both of them together. But that's it. Anyways, fuck this, fuck this shit. The solo episode, IMO podcast, back to the OG. Guests are coming soon. I just don't know when I have the 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 brain cell and capacity to do it because it is a lot of like there's there's like i used to want to be do films when i grow up um before i decided to do stand up but i decided not to because i don't want to rely on people a lot not to say that the people i relied on for this podcast uh, weren't reliable in fact the product shows a, a, a tremendous amount of reliability but it's just like it's just too much headache. It's like organizing a birthday party and you go invite everyone and you guys. It's just that organizing people. I'm not. I'm not a good leader. You can just give me a mic and I'll talk, but I'm not a good organizer when it comes to stuff. Maybe it's the lack of experience of organizing because usually uh, I rely on one friend to organize the invites for for any friendship group. Or maybe maybe it's just fear of taking control because I do I do have a fear of driving as well, but not that. Like I'm scared of driving. Um. Because I'm scared of fucking it up. And then I asked my friend who does the masters in psychology. She said, oh, it's probably because you fear uh, taking control. And um, maybe, maybe that's true. But then I just read books like On the Road by Kerouac. And I was like, I don't know, I wouldn't mind driving. Like, it would make life easier, but I'm hell of fucking scared of it. I'm, I'll only love it until I try. But I am hell of scared of it. Or maybe part of it was just... The fear of fucking up on the road. And I have watery eyes as well, because, uh, like, any time I could be, like, wiping my eyes, then suddenly, just from the, my left side, I see a fucking truck hit me, and kablamo, I get the Sam Kennison treatment. Um, R.I.P. Sam Kennison. Uh, you can actually go find the place where he was killed, and just rest there, there and stand. Have you ever read the Norm MacDonald? Based on a, a true story, not a memoir. But he, they, they do a sort of uh, him and Adam Eager. I don't know if it's a true story because the, the, some of the book is mostly fiction. But him and Adam Eager go and stop by uh, at a at a uh, at the place where Sam Kennison died, which is which is great. Anyways, um, how's everybody's week been? 
Hope everybody's great. Hope everybody's doing well. Sorry for the delayed episode again. I just got a tremendous amount of uni work. Um, sorry for the fact that I, I couldn't fulfill the ability to do two episodes a week. It's just that I've given... It's just I'm just scared of it. The idea of doing a solo and then a duo and then a solo podcast. Um, I'm scared of it and I don't know how I'm going to beat that because it's like... How the hell am I going to be able to sort of beat... Because do, doing those two episodes was so great that I was scared I won't be able to... To... Um, to bear it or be be equal, have give it an equal magnitude to the solo ones, to the to the, the, the to the guest ones. But the guest ones were great. Thank you, Alfie. Thank you, Jay. Uh, absolutely love both of you for sharing, and thank you to the guests who agreed in the future uh, for future the, the sort of guest uh, host uh, guest spots. Um, how's everybody's week been, man? How's everybody's day been? My day was a weird one. Um, uh, I woke up at seven, which is, you know, great. Uh, woke up my little brother because he needs to go to school, meditate, um, did all that stuff. Oh, it, it feels so, it gave me a smile to say, woke up, meditated, just that sort of thing. It just gives me a smile to say that again, because that's sort of a typical thing from the old school episodes, but from not the old school, as I feel like it's only been like a new element of it has only been for two weeks. So that's, look at me saying it's old school, but um yeah meditated uh had breakfast uh, well meditated stayed in my bed for at least two hours on my phone watching um what was i watching i forgot what i was watching uh some stuff i don't remember what i was watching but i was just so stuck on a youtube wormhole i was like fuck i'll go get out of this i'll go get out of this i'll go get out of this 100 percent it took me two hours to get out of it, <laughs> which is fucked up, but like, I, the phone wakes me up, you know, I was like, Ugh, I don't want to sleep, and surprisingly, I'm just full of energy, and I'm drinking coke at the moment, which is just weird, shouldn't be drinking this because it has traces of caffeine, and it's going to ruin my sleep, for later. but it's 8.30 when I'm recording this, hey, it don't matter, cheers to all the coke drinkers out there, and the coke sniffers, I got you. <laughs> Ah, Yusuf, cringe joke, great. You haven't done your celery in a while, Yusuf, and then you're fucking doing that cringe coke joke. Um, man, congrats to um, LeBron for winning the championship. Uh, Massive congrats, actually. Um, I wrote on my Instagram, it was... uh, Inhumane achievements under humanitarian required circumstances, and then free exclamation mark, and then this man is a demigod, which is pretty cool. I'm very proud of that. I should be a sports analyst for saying that shit. That shit was powerful. Um, yeah, King James won his fourth. Is he go quality now? I mean, he's won it four times, won MVP four times, and has won it with three different teams. If he gets a fifth then the argument is possible for 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 uh, for him to challenge energy. But he needs to get a sixth. Like, when I was talking to Jay, if so, if someone, if he needs a fifth, uh, if someone, I was taking my friend Jay, because uh, this was just in, in the shock and awe of just him winning it. Um, I just said, no, nah, he's, he's, if he gets a fifth, he's goat, goated for me. Like, he's definitely one, top one, but... 
Then around, from all the debates and everybody chatting, because every time LeBron wins a championship, the Michael Jordan versus LeBron argument comes up, and people just can't help but but uh, sort of uh, sort of compare them to uh, every time by the the uh, the uh, current pro um, achieves another championship or an accolade. And in my opinion, uh, uh, the argument is stupid because. Like Kareem, it's this. I feel like it's disrespectful to to a lot of NBA players. Like, what is is Magic better? Is is LeBron better than Magic Johnson? It's all based on on what your what the current what you saw. Because like someone who's lived in Bill Russell's era, or or Jerry West, or 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 Wilt Chamberlain's era would say, no, nah, Bill Russell was the greatest of all time. Someone who's lived in, like, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird. Now, Magic Johnson is my favorite basketball player because of his fucking beautiful passing skills. And the fact he's just, he's a funny, he's a, his existence is funny. A six foot nine point guard, where does that fucking come from? Um, It's just a funny, and the way he passes, those zooms and the sloth hands. He has sloth hands. What kind of point guard has sloth hands, man? You just watch, 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 um... Watch any sort of highlights for for Magic Johnson. Watch, or just type on YouTube Magic Johnson passes and don't go on the official NBA one. Go on the one that's not, and it has the Fetty Wap uh, singing the What's Up Hello uh, sort of song. I don't know if he raps it or sings it. I think it's rap considered by today's standards. But, um, 1738. And it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool the way it's done. And uh, just watching Magic Johnson do them passes and the whatnots and sloth hands like he he has this way of bounce passing it where he actually scoops the hand like a sloth and then brings it in and he has these laser passes which are pretty fucking cool like laser passes are just zoom they just go to the 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 the, the, the person and they're pretty pretty cool uh my favorite one was he, he, basically one of them is on the far away corner on the three point line on the far left if you're facing the net, it's on the far left of the three-point line. And they're, they're just exchanging the basket. Him And Magic Johnson's on the two-point area inside. The, they're just exchanging the basket. Him and the guy on the three-point line. Um, uh, it's just passing. Uh, they do it like two or three times. And then Magic Johnson, what he does is he decides to move towards the net, shift his whole body towards the net, and perfectly within that, just decide to do a reverse side pass to the guy that would have been freed because Magic Johnson was attacking the net and he's six foot nine and he used to play a center in high school. And just he has the sheer capability to score it. But the way he just goes and moves forward and then while he's moving forward, bounce it back to the guy he was pausing to, to clear up space for a free pointer. It, it, it's in that video, the, the Magic Johnson passing high, that's the one that I mentioned. But you'll find it anyway. You find it probably in that uh, in the in the NBA related video. But that one was fucking beautiful. That's just one of the most beautiful passes ever. And it's made in a way where it doesn't feel like it's a mechanical sort of thing. Like you watch Zion Williamson do a dunk and it feels like the most robotic dunk ever when compared to someone like a Magic Jordan Michael Jordan or or LeBron James. Like the dunk that LeBron and Michael Jordan do isn't isn't robotic. It's like smooth. It's part of human nature. But Zion is like a robotic dunk. He just leaps forward. <laughs> it's just a weird dunk. Um, yes, you don't know what you talk about. Listen, I I haven't seen Zion in the current NBA phase. But when he was at Duke, 
he had a he had a robotic dunk. It just felt uh, it was like a robot, a very robotic dunk. He just jumps, keeps his knees in together. It's just a weird dunk. It's a weird fucking dunk. It's not. It's like if a robot was to was taught to dunk, I'm pretty sure this would be demo version number one of the dunks. Like that's a weird Zion Williamson's dunk. This is from me watching him play at Duke with Coach K and all that. So I haven't seen him in the New Orleans uh, uh, Pelicans. Uh, is he with the New Orleans Pelicans? Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, where where was I going? Yeah, Magic Johnson. And then the idea of the goat is like, it's based on who you, which goat you saw was in the era that you lived. Because it's like, let's say Bill Russell. Like, obviously, right now everybody's saying the consensus is Michael Jordan, but that's the newest player. And soon enough, if if LeBron carries on with with what he's doing, the consensus will eventually be LeBron because he's the newest goat. It's based on the newest goat. It's not based on the overall goatness. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're all fucking the goats. Uh, respect the goats. Don't fuck the goats. Like the previous goats. Don't. Don't. You know what I mean? Like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That, that's fucking disrespectful. That he's never on the fucking list. The guy's probably the most successful motherfucker ever. One one in college at least I think two times and NCAA two times and then did a fucking won six championships on two different teams. What the hell are you on about, mate? Like, shut the fuck up, man. And then Kobe Bryant. Well, Kobe he mimicked Jordan. I, the only problem with Kobe is that he mimicked Jordan, but he had the killer mentality. I'm like, fuck you, man. Fuck you. Just so what? So what? Do what works, man. I'm sure. I am sure. Given Kobe's mentality and given Kobe's work ethic, if the Jordan way of play wasn't the dominant one, he would figure something out. This is Kobe Bryant we're talking about. The late, great Kobe Bryant. The fucking Black Mamba. He just did it to win it. It wasn't like he mimicked Jordan so much and he was a shooting guard in the same position. LeBron's a small forward. He passes and... Who gives a shit, man? Who fucking gives a shit? Who fucking gives a shit? It's based on the newest player. Like, right. like before, Bill Russell won 10 championships, guys. Bill fucking Russell won 10 championships. And this is how stupid the conversation is. People put Will Chamberlain on the list because of his individual accolades, but the guy only won one championship. Like, come on. Bill Russell was the ultimate... It depends on the star. Greatness is dependent on the star. Bill Russell would... Won 10 championships and it's, in some seasons he only averaged like 16 points a game. Because he knew how to win. He, he had winning in the mentality. And he had it so geared that he be, eventually became player manager. Greatness comes from the ability to win. But Russell knew the way to win. Walt Chamberlain didn't. Walt Chamberlain knew the way to for individual excellence. But he didn't know the team. Um, Michael Jordan knew the way to win that's the guy got three peat two three peats in a row could have been an eight could have been a fucking eight in a row can you imagine a player again winning eight championships in a row there's no competition there what was it do you think the knicks would have fucking beat a, a pippen and a michael jordan no you think charles barkley would have beat a fucking michael jordan uh no we've seen it there was no competition if, and then there's rodman later joins and what, what do you want? What do you want? It would have been an eight p. It really would have been an eight p. 
because Michael Jordan solidified the way to win. And then Kobe came in and the game was still on the a Michael, Michael Jordan limelight because he was in the Wizards at the time. And then Kobe was, it's like a handing down to the throne, similar to when, uh, which was a sad example, when Ayrton Senna uh, died of the car crash. And then right behind him was Michael Schumacher and Schumacher later became... Uh, one of the most celebrated, one of the most celebrated Formula One drivers. Uh, I don't know if if uh, Lewis Hamilton or or, or Sebastian uh, Sebastian no, what's his name? Sebastian Vettel. Uh, is it Sebastian Vettel? Yeah, I think it's Sebastian Vettel. I don't know if they've surpassed his accolades, but Michael Schumacher is known as the goat, one of the goats, and like similar to that. And then obviously that paved the way for Kobe Bryant to transition into. It's a bit like also in politics, Margaret Thatcher and Tony Blair. One paved the way, and one followed the sort of political way. You know what I mean? Um, greatness is by the ability to change the game in order to win. That's what Steph Curry did. Won it fucking four times, I think. Steph Curry's won it four times. Can you fucking believe it? Three times or four times? He won it with Iguodal. He won it alone. And then he lost it. And then he won it twice with Kevin Durant. I believe they won it twice. Actually, yeah, they did. And could have won it. So, uh, Steph has four. How many How many championships does Steph? I think Steph has four. Oh. Sorry for the bell. It does... Steph Curry have. Um, oh, he's won it twice. Well, so once with yeah, once when Iguodala won the MVP, and then two times with Durant, or one time with Durant. How many chips uh, has? Because believe me, I stopped following the NBA when durant joined uh, the golden state warriors because then it was an easy predictability as for he's won two nba championships and, and most nba uh, and most value mvp um or two finals mvps nbl so game value for the nba so the nba rookie of the year what and two and a big almost so i believe that uh so it was one with iguodala and one and two with kevin durant oh and then I just, when Kevin Durant joined the Golden State, it was just an easy team. Like, I didn't follow it. I really didn't want to follow it. Now Kevin Durant has a chance to prove him. The league next year is going to be so fucking equal. It's actually insane. The dispersion of power is going to be so insane because you've got Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, but, like, the Splash Brothers in the in the Bay Area, and then LeBron and Anthony Davis in the, in the Lakers area. Um, and then... Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Hopefully, Kevin Durant returns back to prime mode. He looks like it from the fucking videos. He looks like he's got it. Um, what else do we have? We got the fucking yo the, the Denver Nuggets. They're fucking shit up, man. Jokic, um, Miami Heat might seek revenge after. They're definitely gonna keep Jimmy Butler. Like Jimmy Butler has to stay. Wow. Well, so, and then and then. Uh, Mavericks with with fucking uh, with that what's that European player's name? Uh, fuck, I forgot his name. Uh, but he averages the same record as Michael Jordan. It seems equal, like the and the Clippers as well. Let's not forget the Clippers with their new manager. They kicked out Doc Rivers, which I don't know if it's the right move or not. But based on the players, it seems like the right move. With Kawhi Leonard, and who seems like he's a spoiled brat. 
not going to lie, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George um, and, and Tyrone Lue as a new manager. Um, not going to lie, Doc Rivers just had to leave. It felt like, you like, usually expect the leave for Doc Rivers after having so many chances with CP3 and 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 uh, and Blake Griffin and and uh, DeAndre Jordan, and then later on another another powerful free with Patrick Beverly, who I, I admire a lot in terms of his ferocity, and Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, who just came off of an MVP and a NBA championship. Um, it's strange. San Antonio is off. Uh, I love San Antonio. They were a fucking great team. Great organization, great fucking area. Have you ever seen pictures of San Antonio on Google? Mate, if I ever go on a road trip to America, San Antonio, New Orleans, uh, New Orleans, um, obviously New York and that. And then that ain't, but like those two, San Antonio and New Orleans, I'm going visiting those two more than like New York. Because I've seen New York so much for like Martin Scorsese films. I know what it's like. New Orleans, nothing. Birthplace of jazz. That's what I know. A lot of crawfish in New Orleans. And San Antonio, very sunny. And on based on Charles Barkley, they like them churros. <laughs> them churros are good. Um, yeah, so back to the goat thing. It's based on the goat of your current era. Many people would say that Magic Johnson was the goat before Michael Jordan. And then Michael Jordan got a six-peak... Uh, you've got a six, you got a six ring, and then they have to be oh well, yeah, free pit twice. There's no argument. Obviously, Michael Jordan's better. And even Magic Johnson would say Michael Jordan's better. And then, you know what's funny? Nobody actually. We don't know that yet. But maybe later on, a lot of people will say, "Oh, LeBron is the greatest of all time." But then you have to say that because you lost against him. You you go couldn't allow it. Um, yeah, it's just based on the current play. I don't think the goal argument's good, but for the sake of people's own good, uh, I don't think doing. I don't. LeBron has lost so many finals. He's always reached the finals, surprisingly. Um, but like missed a playoff once. Uh, but Michael Jordan has never. Lost the finals, did a three P twice, and retired in between. Could have gone eight, could have, but that's just not. We don't know what would happen, but I believe he could have gone eight. Um, like what argument more do you want? I don't think. If he gets a three P with the Lakers, then the argument is like, okay, he got a three P. Won it with three different teams, won the MVP with, with four times. Um, what is the argument against that? But he has to be like thirty-seven to win a fucking three P. Thirty-eight. Imagine winning a championship at the age of thirty-eight. Man, what a fucking body work that is. Anyway, so today uh, I was gonna revise, but then I saw my friends on on Discord playing Apex, so I had to join. They gave myself two hours. Then uh, I decided to get a new phone. Did that contract shamamamang, which took like ages because I had to deal with my my sister. God bless her heart. Um, and like, like I love her, but like we always tend to just end up in arguments. 
And even when it's like, well, we are giving... It's just, it's just funny situations. So I got a new phone, finally. Um, and then uh, just... Uh, uh, the phone thing contract took like fucking three hours because I was just debating all the possible options for what's the best price for this, what's the best price for that, blah, 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 financing, all that shit. Um... Pretty much uh, watched Mandalorian with my brother, which is a fucking great show. Oh my goodness. The production value on the Mandalorian is fucking legit, mate. It is fucking legit. Go watch the Mandalorian. It is like Disney Plus on its own. Like, obviously, we've all seen the Adans. We've all seen the Narnias. Narnias. We've all seen the Milans. We've all seen that. We've all fucking seen it. There's nothing pleasurable about it. But, like, for the new things, like The Mandalorian, oh my god, that shit is beautiful. Like, that movie is fucking great. Baby Yoda, or actually The Child, it's not Baby Yoda, because it's a different time zone, and Yoda was dead by then. Um, spoiler alert, Yoda dies. Just like, if you don't know that, then you're living under the... You don't even know the Luke, I am your father bullshit. <laughs> because it's in the same fucking part. Yeah, Mandalorian's great, man. I I just can't wait for the episode with Bill Burr in it, and that's gonna be fucking hilarious. Um, John Favreau really outdid himself in that fucking show. Like, oh my god, what a fucking show! What a fucking show! And he directed it and wrote it. Like the amount of love. Uh, one of the episodes was inspired by Akira Kurosawa, uh, the the Seven Samurai that one of the episodes but like so many people copied the seventh samurai right? like the seven magnificent seven uh, so i'm I'm not fussed about the copycat of it it's just because it, it's a classic narrative where the villagers and he teaches the villagers to fight bandits but it's just cool to see it in a star wars way and it was more like if you knew the reference it's like it felt like he's paying homage and also showing love to the star wars thing there was an element of that man john Favreau really added himself chef by John Favreau. Do any of you watch that chef show on on Netflix? The chef show with 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 the uh, the food truck guy. Um, I forgot what his name is, but and John Favreau. Um, and the movie Chef, which is great. Um, yeah, there's that fucking Mandalorian's great. Uh, what happened yesterday? Uh, yes, he just played games. It wasted a lot of fucking time. Tried to get, uh, my, tried to swap out the phone contract beforehand, but fucking Apple accepted my finance option on Barclays, and then my computer froze, and every time I try and reset it, it rejects it, which is rather annoying, um, it messed up, like, a little bit of my credit store, but, um, took, like, two points, on the fuck off. <laughs> And, um, what else? Tried that. Got in an argument and got annoyed. Started craving a cigar. Which is not a good thing to crave. Um. Wait, no, what, today's Wednesday. This episode is posting on Thursday, lol. Uh, started craving a cigar. The Particus uh, Lucienta. Lucienta? No, Particus. Oh, fuck, it's the one that is the really long one. Particus uh, Lusitanias. Unfortunately, the place where I buy my cigars is Jim J. Fox. Look at me, I'll smoke cigars. 
sells it for 33 pounds in the online shop but for 44 in the uh, as a stick alone which is but for 44 when you when you go to the store and when you go to the shop and and smoke it. There's a great smoke lounge over there. Churchill boys cigars from there, and Oscar Wilde used to buy his tobacco from there. You can, in fact, go downstairs and smoke a cigar on the chair that Churchill used to sit on with his butt bump and everything when he was ordering the cigars from there. Pretty old place, James J. Fox, one old oldest tobacconist in the world. Um, uh, know how to deal with cigars. Very great. Very great. Um, highly recommend it. There's free coffee, free tea. Uh, you can bring your own drinks. There's pipe nights. <laughs> People come in and smoke their own pipes and talking. What do you think about the current issue? Oh, well, I believe that the um, uh, the Democrats um, in the uh, Himalayas. Uh, really outdid themselves this time. Like they're so like the people who go smoke pipes and James S. Fox are so like think that American politics is so non-hip that they talk about fucking politics of the Himalayan. That's just how I think of it. Because they're so they're so well versed in American politics that they predict who's going to run for candidate in the next twenty elections and who's going to win. I just, yeah, I'm only getting into conspiracies. Is this the Rothschild? Bullshit again. Um. Yeah, did that uh tuesday uh was just a lazy day playing video games reading doing uni readings as well uh monday was just a lazy day saturday sunday went to work uh friday um i ooh, what did i do on friday uh yes yeah, it was just video games uni work uh thursday was my first comedy gig back and it went really well. I tried like all new material, and it, they went. It, it worked out. I still have the weapon. I'm performing again on Thursday, so by the time you're hearing this episode, I'll be at the Shakespeare Pub in uh, in Barbican, which is, is, is like I don't, it's not a great gig area because I had to. Ugh, it's a well, it's not like it's great. It's an undertaking. It's just a fucking horrible gig because the the Shakespeare Pub usually had this downstairs area and the downstairs area. It's closed, uh, so they had to somehow get a fucking position for us in the sort of side area, like the back area of the pub. And there's bare people talking, and the mic is shit, and we can't stand up. Like, imagine a stand-up where you're not allowed to stand up. You have to sit down because it's illegal to be standing up in the pub, um... So, despite all that, all the material I tried out got a laugh within these sort of situations. And, and it got a laugh despite the fact that it was full of comedians as well. Like, the majority of the crowd were comedians. So, the fact that it got a laugh in front of comedians who can easily predict the punchline and know where the beats are and are students of the art form and know everything within it. It's just great. It's great to perform in front of comedians sometimes as a stand-up. It's like, take it, take it as a blessing in disguise because then you know the bulletproofness of your material and the material worked out. Everybody was complimenting me afterwards. The headliner was like, you're funny. He looked like, um, he looked like, uh, what's his name? He looked like uh, Jeffrey Epstein, which was very strange. But he was fucking hilarious. He, he was from uh, New York. He, he spoke like this. You know, I'm past gay. So some bullshit like that. He's like, it's just, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to explain this joke. 
but he's just he's just funny you're you're funny everything's okay everything's all right well you know he just talk to me later i i have a gig and he's spoke like this looked like jeffrey epstein he was fucking great uh been in the uk for 20 years <laughs> it was just a shock and there was two americans as well one from one from um one from new jersey and one from new york who spoke like this very short um it was a very 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 happy funny gig and the and the and the and the uh, host was the great Joe Baines. So it's the uh, downstairs at the Shakespeare, I believe. But it was ground floor at the Shakespeare. So in this case, uh, Joe Baines didn't host. It was a, it was some I forgot what his name is, but he was a great host. But it's the, the host is Joe Baines, but he had an up the creek performance to do. So it's like fuck yeah. Which by the way, some spots were open. I read an email earlier on. And I thought of applying, but I was like, I've only done one gig. I'm not ready for high-pressure gigs. Fuck that shit. Especially with Corona. Fuck that. Uh, and I don't want to go to fucking Greenwich. And that's where Up the Creek Comedy Club is in the blackout. 300, 315 people. Dave Chappelle performed there once. The place where I I, I, uh, I bombed uh, on my result today. Well, not bombed, but it's just, it's just a silver lining element to it. Uh, if you ever, if you remember the podcast with, with, with me and Alfie, I spoke about that. It's one of my crying achievements. But it was great to be back. It's great to see the instrument working despite the situations, the un, non-ideal situations. It's great to see that they were lost. It's great to see that everybody was saying, oh, you're good. And despite the fact that it was my 16th, 17th gig. Um, it, was, it, was, it was always great. It's always great to hear that. I'm just comfortable. You know, as a nervousness and then comfortability was his end. I'm going to still try new material because I don't want to... A lot of repeats are going to be there and I don't want to repeat the same fucking material to uh, to to the same people and for them to expect the punchline again. And I don't know. Maybe their memory is shit. But then again, these are comedians. Very intelligent people remember everything. Very cute, very observational, very wide open. can see the hilariosity even within the eyebrows. Um, yeah, that was Thursday. Uh... This episode is a bit of a strange one. Like, I've lost the... the there's a different energy to it now I've done the guests. It feels like... uh feels like I'm, I'm like... I'm very comfortable. There's no... There's no risk factor. Like, the risk factor with the guests is like, oh, fuck, how am I... Uh, what if the guests ain't good? And it's just like the hustle of it. Like, once you go guests, you never go back. But now I enjoy this. I still enjoy it. It's just different. It feels like... You know that feeling when you... uh Drink a really strong, yeah. Never, drink a really strong whiskey like a Lafroig or a, or a McCallan, and then you go for a really light whiskey like a Jack Daniels or a, or a, or a, or a, or a, a Buffalo, a Buffalo Trace or a Monkey Shoulder. Like it becomes smoother when compared to the Lafroig, like the Isla whiskeys. Yeah, that sort of thing. Like, I've, it, it, this is smoother for me than the uh, duo thing because there's risk factor. There's the element of I'm talking too much and I'm not listening and all that. The fear. Oh, hello, police. Thank you so much for for coming in and budging in on my thought process. But it just feels like I'm smooth. I can talk. I'm. I'm. I got this. And this. This is just an episode to be like catching up with you guys uh, and all that. Um. Nothing much to say. 
Um, playing or video games, uni work, stand up, everything's back. Oh, it's a tears fucking freezes and for the coronavirus. What's happening in Nigeria as well? The the government went into military, uh, went and used military force against Nigerian protesters. Uh, SARS, something to do with SARS. I don't know if it's to do with the virus. Like, why would SARS virus come back? But there was a protest. Um, yeah, so that's not nice. Um, anyways, um, just nice to catch up with you guys, I guess. Uh, just been staying at home because there's been rising cases in the UK and it's not great. And you just gotta stay safe. Work has been great. Uh, new place was good. People are friendly. People are nice. But too much in your business. Like, I don't want. I don't want to give away a lot about my life. So I just lead them into a different world and just try and try and just not give them what they want. Like even when it comes to books I'm reading, I just hide that shit. Um, because it's just funny. It's just funny. I don't think any human being can ever know someone. Based on the way they describe themselves, because you can change. Uh, the average human being, human being goes through four uh, character changes, and I think I've been through um, two already. Yeah, I think I've been through two, but definitely one, definitely one, and that started when I was meditating. So the average human being goes through four persona changes. And it's just natural. Some people just stay within their, their own fucking realm. Um, I've been reading Breakfast at Tiffany's. It's a great fucking book. Great fucking book. Trimmer Capote really knows how to write uh, 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 characters. Really knows how to create a character and make them the most interesting motherfuckers ever. And put that character in the most interesting fucking situations ever. But then again, you, as as John Mulaney would say, what do you mean people carbocate this? People wrote Star Wars. <laughs> you know, so it kind of puts every sort of literary genius uh, art form into sort of uh, a, 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 uh, a balance, uh, a, a, what's that word, into a form of checks and balances, you know. It's like oh, people wrote Star Wars, of course someone can figure out something like Breakfast for Tiffany's. But you know what someone can't figure out? The fucking Tolkien novels, the Harry Potter shit, no one can be like, wow, someone can figure that out, apart from JK, or Tolkien. Mm. So, yeah, this has been a very strange episode, not that funny, uh, nothing funny about it, just a lot of basketball, just reflecting, talking to you guys, I miss just talking to you guys, it's just straight up. Feels like I've cheapened down the episode, and if it does, and if it is true, um, just know this is how I feel at the moment, and I can't really conduct what I feel during the recording. So, this is what I feel right now, and this is the product I always promise. So, if it is a dead episode, I'm, I apologize. I really do. Um, but, um, yeah, it's, it's not, I put forever into it. Is it a dead episode? Let's see. We spoke about stuff that's interesting, but it's like it's just the the the, the current climate we're in is dead. Like you know what I mean? The current situation is just a dead situation. Don't go out that much. To just, 
relax, stay at home, read books, play video games. Like, it's just it's a repetitive process. Watch porn in the end of the day. Sleep. Um. Yeah, not that much. Nothing interesting. Just this boring, real repetitive life. Um. So, yeah. That's it. This has been the, uh, the episode, the episode 18 of the IMO podcast. And, uh, I love you all. Uh, thank you for listening. Nice for me to do a solo episode finally. Guests will be coming. I don't know when. I could do another solo episode. I don't know when. I can, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Leave me alone. And, um, yeah, pretty much that's it. Love you guys. Bye-bye. This was a short one. This is just catching up with you. Uh, Maybe I ripped you off. Maybe I didn't. I don't. I'm sorry. I apologize. Love you all. Bye-bye.